So Pam, today's show, we get mm-hmm. to hear a story. I like stories. Of Chandler and Jade Rogers mm-hmm. and their journey, uh, largely surrounding his struggle with pornography. Okay. His introduction to it, uh, the struggle and the severity it became, and then what he figured out in the healing process and becoming an advocate and even creating a business to try to help people that are facing similar struggles, similar addictions. Wonderful. Similar hangups, if you will, Mm -hmm. because it is so important and vital that we have people walk alongside us in this. And that's not just the spouse. No, we can't be the accountability partner for sure. But they do need support and they are a support too. They still can be an ally Mm -hmm. in the journey. And so in the conversation with them in the regular version today, uh, it's just their, their journey because he realized there's got to be other things that we could do. And so he just created an app, which is pretty cool to think about it. I love that world out there that opens up so many doors for people. Right. Because how many, how often do we realize, you know what, if I'm struggling with something, someone else probably is too. Mm-hmm. That's some of the stuff we've heard about from our show. It's like when we'll talk about something, it's like, oh, someone else is dealing with that too. That's so good to know. I'm not mm-hmm. alone in this. Right. And so their journey is a fun one. Their story is a fun one. They're a cute couple. And, and just how they have navigated this because they're just pretty honest. They're just brutal in the whole way it went down. And there's a lot of overlap to our story. Good. Well, we're all looking for honesty. So I appreciate it when people bring that and are willing to put it all, put it all out there to help others. Absolutely. So if you're new to the show today um, and you want to find out more about what's going on here at Passionately Married, check out the episode Starter Packs, which is curated content by topic or by popularity and go to passionatelymarried.net forward slash starter. Or if you've got a topic or a question you want us to cover on a feedback show uh, that we do regularly, uh, you can let us know at 214-702-9565 or feedback at passionatelymarried.net. And then I've already told everybody what the regular show is. The extended version today, I alluded to this too, is our, our journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of an overview of how this has impacted us and who we are because of it. And this being the whole, the whole struggle journey of pornography, the right? Whole struggle with pornography and yeah. its impact on lives and marriages, mm-hmm. particularly ours. Um, and so if you're new and you want to join and hear that story, uh, if you go to passionatelymarried.net forward slash Academy, that gets you access to the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads. Plus this summer until August, the end of August, if you join using our code summer 23, which this is joining on the monthly level on the academy, the full in academy or the masterclass level, you get the first month free. So come try it out over the summer get the coaching calls, get the extended content, get access to the academy, the members in there, that, that tribe, because we all need a tribe. And that's what's going to be one of the themes throughout the whole show today. So all that's coming up. Today, it's a privilege to be joined by Chandler and Jade Rogers, who I love the story, just a little bit I know of you guys already. Um, I love the story of how we go through life, we have some sort of issue that is common to a lot of people, or for sure, uniquely common to some, and to you and I, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll kind of own that as well. And then, but yet you you go beyond just, I'm going to... F- try to tackle this problem. I'm going to actually tackle this problem and bring other people along on the journey with me because of 
you know, that's that, uh, that's that mantra of what one person can do, another person can do. And so it's great when we can do these things together. So welcome to the show, guys. It's great to meet you. Thanks so much, Corey. Good to meet you. So let's just jump right in. Um, I, I'm, uh, we would have talked about this a little bit at the beginning as when Pam and I were doing the show to, to prep this, um, but tell everybody a little bit about you guys and your story and where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess to introduce us as a couple first, uh, Jade and I have been married, let's see, almost four years now. We met while we were at college. And uh, I, I guess something about both of us, we grew up both moving around a lot. We never lived in anywhere more than a few years. Her family was military. My dad okay. just didn't like staying at the same job more than a few years. Okay. And uh, we were both the oldest. And I think one piece of my story that leads into, I guess, the themes that we'll talk about today uh, started when I was in high school and I was first exposed to pornography. And I grew up in a household that was pretty religious, and my parents were very overt about uh, their values and trying to instill those values in us. And I think for the most part, like growing up, I had this desire to be a good person, uh, to succeed in school and sports and mm-hmm. my faith and whatever else it, you know was important to me. And I, I remember like when I was kind of first exposed to pornography and even masturbation, just kind of, you know, as a teenager, my body's changing. Instagram was just becoming a thing at the time in social media. Uh, I just, you know, didn't really understand, I think, what was happening. It wasn't like I was going out and and seeking it at the time. But I think my early journey with pornography just was kind of a, a factor of being young and not really understanding what was kind of being thrown at me through technology. Okay. And I think about a year after I was first exposed, I think I had this wake up moment where I realized, you know, I think that these behaviors I'm engaged in, I like, I don't feel like I have control over them anymore. It had become compulsive and I had made some, you know, attempts that, you know, I don't like how this is affecting my relationships around me. I just feel a little bit more depressed or anxious. I don't want this in my life. Um, But, you know, as time went on, I felt like less and less control and I wasn't able to stop. And so is this the, is this the classic? Um, I recognize this is something that's not good. So therefore I'm just going to white knuckle it. Here we go. I'm dead rededicating. I'm down. I'm going, here we go again, only cycle. to fall right yeah, back so into I, it. I can try harder. You know, when yeah. I try hard, I can, I can get that a, I can, you know, perform at track or cross country. I was running a lot at the time. This was the first time for me that I, like tried super hard and it didn't work. And I think that had a huge impact on my self-confidence and the narrative that was going through my head about, you know, I'm a, I'm a failure because I'm, I think it was even less about, you know, feeling like it was going against my value system and more about why can I not do what I say I'm going to do? Why is willpower not enough right now? Am I just weak? Uh, I think that was really hard. That was a big theme in the beginning of our relationship too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about it like this was still, you know, (laughs) 16, 17 year old me who was, you know, I talked to hundreds of people who have had similar stories and most of them, it's not 16, 17 where they're starting to change things. It's 10 years into the marriage or something. Mm -hmm. So I feel pretty fortunate on one hand that I did try to uh, figure out how to navigate healing in a way and work through some of these cognitive beliefs early on. But as Jade just mentioned, it it wasn't a fast turnaround or a fast journey by any stretch. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, it's an all too common path. And it's also one that it seems like when you're introduced to it early, like I had the belief of, well, marriage will solve it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I can totally actually ha- participate in it. Therefore, it'll go away. Right. Yeah. It's going to be easy then. And no, nah, it doesn't work Not out true. that way either. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I think one of the important parts of my story in getting help was essentially stumbling upon a local group that was especially for young adults that were trying to work through unwanted pornography habits and essentially just manage to have healthier sexuality. And I remember like the idea of talking to people about it, like, like anyone else who's dealt with anything hard or this topic in particular, talking to other people does not sound fun. Um, I wasn't thrilled at the idea, but I remember going to that first group. It was over zoom and meeting with seven or eight other guys. It was led by a clinician. Um, And I just remember seeing as they were kind of sharing their stories and we were getting to know each other, like the thought came to my mind, wow, these guys are pretty normal and cool. And they have goals and aspirations like I do. You know, I wouldn't walk around like thinking these people are pedophiles or, you know, anything crazy like that. And I think that was a, a start in me changing the narrative of how I saw myself. And realizing that, you know, just because I'm, uh, you know, engaging in a behavior that I feel like I can't control that goes against my ideal value system doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It doesn't need to define my overall success that I'm having in my life or how I see myself. And that was a lesson, again, that, you know, I'm still learning. It's, it's kind of come gradually. There was kind of another wave that I think, Jade, you should share about our story when we met later. But that was kind of the early inception of realizing that doing this with other people, not doing mm-hmm. it alone, actually helped me break some of those patterns that were keeping me stuck. Okay. Well, then let's jump to the, the two of your story and how, mm-hmm. how Jade fits into this. That's where, that's where she does a much better job than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, we met in college, like we said, and we, our relationship progressed really quickly. Um, we met and really quickly after that, we started dating. And then one day, it was like not that long into our relationship. Like only I accidentally, a few weeks, I think. Yeah, a few weeks <laughs> into our relationship, I accidentally like blurted out that I loved him. And not he planned. was like, oh, uh, well, before we like progress our relationship further, let me talk to you about something. Um, and that's when he asked me if I had ever known anybody that struggled with pornography um, or masturbation. And I was like, um, do I now know someone? <laughs> and I guess he proceeded to kind of explain to me kind of his experience um, working on this um, challenge that he um, mm-hmm. has gone through for so many years. He asked me to not interrupt him, not ask any questions till the end, which was actually good um, because then I got to really hear the whole story and really hear how he thought about it all the things that he's done, um, to overcome it. And I will say that like, it did shift my view of him. Um, cause I wasn't really sure how to wrap my head around that. It kind of felt like, I, I guess I was trying to figure out like, how could someone so good that I was so, that I liked so much that I like saw all these amazing qualities in, um, how could he struggle with something that, um, to me, um, I felt like was hurtful or, mm-hmm bad quote unquote and yeah that was just how I was thinking at the time um 
Well, and I think one piece of that was like Jade mentioned, I didn't just like blurt out, you know, and drop this on her and let her process it. I kind of had the thought, like, I want to share with her a little bit more through like a story driven lens and show her the ways in which I've been growing throughout this process. And I think at the time I was, you know, still learning that it was way more than just about pornography. It was actually a lot about me developing a better relationship with myself and understanding, you know, what healing means and how it applies Mm -hmm. to a lot of different things, not just this and trying to show her that, you know, there was, there was effort and there was things that I was learning, even though I hadn't solved it uh, all the way. And, And she was hurt by it. That didn't change that. Yeah. Or at least I just didn't know how to think about it. I didn't know what to do with the new information, um, how it would affect our relationship or affect how I viewed him. Right. Which um, typically the things we don't completely comprehend, we run from, uh, avoid, at, fill in a blank, if yeah. you will, and just and label I, it in a certain way. Right. Exactly. So I, at the moment, like in the moment, I think I remember feeling a little bit like a little bit like I wanted to run, but at the same time, I knew what I saw in him. I knew that he was a good person. I knew that he had all of these different qualities that I loved and that I was super excited for and that I wanted in a husband um, one day. And so I guess that confusion, that like question mark right there um, made me stay made me like want to figure it out. Like, how do I think about this? Like there's this mm-hmm. discrepancy how here. How to reconcile the yeah. discrepancy. Yeah. And so I guess like the next few days, um, I remember I had like a final exam or something and I couldn't focus because I was just thinking about this and trying to figure out what to do with this new information that I knew about Chandler. Um, and so I'm very religious. So I prayed um, and I was just trying to write down my thoughts and I was just asking God to help me see this differently, see this the way that he saw it. I'm like, I'm sure God, you understand this better than I do. I'm sure like I'm looking at this from one angle and I can't see the full picture. I know I can't because there's this discrepancy. There's this, like, I need to reconcile these two pieces together. And I'm sure God knows a way to do that. Um, So I was, I was like writing down all my thoughts. I remember just like feeling like suddenly getting this clarity that, um, the challenge that Chandler was going through and challenges that we all go through, it's a type of investment in who we can become and who we're meant to be. Um, if we didn't have these hard things, we'd never develop the qualities that come with working on mm-hmm. these hard things, right? And I realized that all of the things that I loved about Chandler, um, his empathy, his strength, his diligence, um, his patience, all those things came from this challenge that he has been working on for so many years. And like, I, I really feel like from that moment on, it was kind of a miracle to me. From that moment on, I was just really confident in my ability to be in that relationship with him um, and to help walk with him through this journey. I felt honored in a way because I knew that he was going to become such an amazing person because of this, because he was mm-hmm. working so hard on this. Um, and I really loved, it's almost like I... I was able to see his potential and I was falling in love with that potential um, as well. Um, well, thanks. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really strong, Jade. I mean, that's, that's one of those to, to at least be able to have the courage to step back and, and re-examine and evaluate and, and then decide in some ways. And it's not like it's a blind decision either at that point. 
Because right. I, because I, that's one of the things that's always fascinating to me about marriage, because you know I've I've come across all these different uh, statements or phrases that you know if you go anywhere in social media you'll hear these different th- thoughts that are thrown out there that are they're they're factual and they're true but they're incredibly difficult to do right and mm-hmm. but yet we all fall victim to it because one of my favorite ones that I've heard is the statement of if I tolerated my uh, friends talking to the me way I talk to myself, we would not be friends. Yeah. Right. Right. And so it's just, but it's so easy to see somebody else's struggle or pain or bad judgment and just cast all kinds of stones at them, not recognizing, wait, 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 wait. I I probably do something similar. It's not in the same way. It manifests itself some way else. I mean, because it's two fallen people. It's it's two broken people even, uh, right. and the hope would be our brokenness makes enough sense. We both can be better, right. <laughs> if you will, well, right? Yeah, I feel like that was a big theme in our relationship, and it still is, honestly. Like he has his problems, I have mine, and I don't see one problem as worse than the other. I think we both struggle in so many mm-hmm. ways, and we need to be there for each other, and we can both hurt each other and still be there for each other, you know? And I think realizing that a, a lot of, I think, where we can drive satisfaction and joy in this life, especially in a marriage, um, I think we've had a lot of these experiences in the first few years of our marriage is embracing these difficult aspects that we might be struggling with internally ourselves or that our spouse is struggling with and really trying to develop the skills to not run, to not like fight them away, to not pretend they don't exist, to to be able to um, confront them with empathy, with, you know, gentleness and curiosity and with persistence, because Mm -hmm. if we want to become better, happier, you know, more, you know, well-rounded people, whatever your definition or measuring stick is of how you want to go through life, like there's going to be any number of obstacles. And I love that Jade has helped me understand that we shouldn't look at one as any, any more, you know, bad than another, even if some may be more destructive or difficult than others. Um, if we can choose to have the same type of approach with trials generally and not freak out just because one feels potentially more threatening to the relationship, mm-hmm. I think we're, we're better equipped to, to manage them in a healthy way. Well, and that's the insidiousness thing about marriage. A lot of ways that we meet and fall in love with somebody that is going, is going to expose the thing I don't want to have to face in myself, (laughs) (laughs) right? That it's, that's just going to happen most of the time in the sense. I mean, my wife has gotten so good at walking away from different things, which would be quote unquote dust ups or disappointments or frustrations that happen between us and asking herself, what's this exposing in me? What is this? What is this about? Because it was something that where she was putting too much on, the way I was supposed to be, or she hoped I would be. And how could you not read that? And I do the same thing. I mean, my, my struggle is I will too often not be vocal enough and think she'll just read my mind and the cues. And she is a straight, blunt, tell it like it is woman that drives me crazy, but I absolutely love. And the reason it drives me crazy, because it makes me have to be the same Yeah, in some ways, which I've got to then look at what's going on in me and how this has evolved over time, because 
what you guys are describing is something that's I think all too common. And I love the idea you're stating that we we hierarchy sin when yeah. it's still just sin mm-hmm. and it's destructive. You know, uh, pornography and betrayal and acting out and all those different things. Yes, they're destructive. So is judgment, you know, being judgmental and selfish and greedy. And, you know, that's, that's destructive. Yeah. And if we can look at that, I think you can start to recognize kind of like what you found out in the group. And this is one of the things I found in the groups I run. When you recognize they're just real people, including the leader, i.e. me in the groups I run, and they hear my, what real life is for me in those moments, they're like, whoa, okay, <laughs> this is different. They're all just real people. So yeah. pivot there. How did how did that journey you guys have had evolve into the, the technology you've created now and the benefit of it? Yeah. Well, so I, I got back involved with groups uh, in college as well over my, you know, multi-year journey of having some success, facing some setbacks, learning some things, having more setbacks, making some progress. You know, I, I tried to, to continue to make attending groups a thing that um, that was a, always a part of my healing formula because I noticed that um, my propensity is to, to isolate and to try to figure out how to figure things out myself mm-hmm. because... I'm someone who, when I, again, I think to myself, I can do this if I just work hard and put more effort forward. Um, and I'm continually humbled and reminded that I can't. And that's good because I actually think that um, learning through these group experiences, uh, it's it's taught me that I'm so much better because I involve other people in my process. Even if it's not that I couldn't necessarily have done it without them, um, it's, it's that my journey was so much more filled with growth and less misery um, because I had these other people who were in the same boat. And so I, I guess like how this turned into technology is I, I had spent a lot of time, I guess, like trying to figure out how do I make better use of these other guys that I've now got, you know, saved as contacts in my phone who I see on Thursday nights, um, you know, cause the other six days of the week, um, I'm struggling or, you know, going through something stressful or an urge hits and I'm, you know, home alone. Uh, I want to be able to be better at reaching out and leveraging this support network that I built. And it felt like every time we were coming back to group, there were people saying like, yeah, Tuesday, the other day, like this happened. And yep. I don't know That's why the I didn't common recovery path. Exactly. Right? It's like, I don't really know why I didn't reach out. And we're like, dude, like we could have helped. <laughs> And, or, or, you know, maybe it wasn't even about a relapse or a slip up. It was like, you know, we all commit to journaling for 15 minutes and exercising, whatever it was that we're kind of focused on in the program that week. And, you know, we come back seven days later and half the guys are like, I didn't really do it. And it's like, well, if we had known halfway through the week, because if there was transparency that half of us were doing nothing, you know, maybe there would be some more peer pressure to not just uh, okay. be negligent. And so it just got me thinking, like I had become very open about my story and just kind of personally realizing that I, I really want less people to spend years doing this alone before they realize that that's just not the way to find healing. I want to lead by example and just be open with all of the friendships where I feel comfortable and, and giving other people an opportunity if they so choose 
to share with me uh, things that they're going through. And I found like so many of my friends either were currently dealing with a very similar thing or had in the past or struggling with something else. And so I just got thinking a lot about how can I, how can I help people struggle less in isolation to stop fighting alone, to team up more with other people. Um, and, and just got this feeling that there's something special about having a support network filled with other people in the same boat, as well as, friends and family members who love you. I'll use spouse as as an example. Jade doesn't have the same struggles that I do, but she's a part of my support system and we have a very different relationship. But if it were only her, and sometimes it has been only her and my support system, uh, you know, it's not, it's not good. Sometimes it's kind of very, no no spouse is an account. Yeah. No spouse is an accountability partner. That is something I have said for the 11 and a half years of this show. And I would would say, amen, brother, that, that is just a very tricky accountability relationship to have. And it is way easier with other people who are in the same boat. And so it was a school project at the time we were in our junior year, me and some friends, uh, were in a coding class and we were like, you know, what if we built an app that made it easy for people to get matched in a group of seven or eight other people, uh, who are dealing with the same issue. And we were just only focused on people who wanted to overcome unwanted pornography habits at the time um, and and make it easy and non-awkward to kind of stay semi-anonymous. Mm-hmm. You know, use your first name if you want, put a real profile picture if you want, but you don't have to show up face-to-face for a meeting and essentially get a curated group with some basic accountability features to help you be in a better support system and find that easier. And so we started it, launched it as a, a project initially for this class and quickly realized as we had people downloading it and giving feedback that people really were finding a lot of value in it. Mm-hmm. And we were getting all sorts of requests for like, what if it did this and what if it did that? Um, and we started working with a lot of therapists that I'd kind of known over the years and their peers, figuring out how could we build a tool that would help people who were already even working with um, some sort of professional to get help and complement that with Relay as a tool to give you a more robust support system and infrastructure for accountability. And, and that's kind of the, the whole how, how it got started. And then we ultimately decided to continue working on it once we graduated and is now essentially our, our full-time gig with the goal to grow this platform that helps people find help together um, to be their best selves. Yeah. And, and, and that's the missing piece in a lot of the journeys I think that people have when they go at it alone or they go at it as a spousal unit is they don't have people Yeah, that the, the importance, I mean, this is, I've told guys this of all the years I've been in the field, uh, you know, for 20 years of being a therapist now, and I'll have countless over the years come back with, I'm just really struggling with pornography. I don't know how to like, Hey, the number one step, towards that is walk alongside other people in yeah. this journey of your yeah, gender. Totally. You know, hairy leg dudes need hairy leg dudes <laughs> with them. You know, it's just Absolutely. the way it goes. It's just the best way you can do it to, to recognize one. I'm not a, not alone. I'm not abnormal. And if I find a group that's judgment free in large part, but also in essence, demanding more. Yeah. yeah. Then that's huge. I kind of think about it. I I just love the principle of working together. Honestly, it's something that I'm working on right now. I don't have the same struggles, but I have other struggles. And I'm not very good at asking for help or Mm -hmm. um, allowing other people into my journey. And that's something I'm working on a lot. But I have to remind myself that um, 
like, why else would we be on a planet with other people? Why aren't we on a solo planet with just us? Or why are we in family units? Why do we have parents and siblings? Or why do we get married? Why do we have communities? Why, like, why do we have all these things? It's because we're not designed to progress alone. It's impossible. We can only go so far by ourselves. And you, you kind of mentioned it earlier, like having a spouse, it basically holds up a mirror to you and shows you all the things that you need to work on. Like that's, that's why we need other people. They help us see our blind spots. They help us, they share their experiences with us. That can strengthen our perspectives. And um, yeah, I just, I really just believe that it doesn't matter what challenges you have or what weaknesses you have in all aspects of your life. The only way to really get where you want to go is to do it with other people. Right. And that's, and I'm glad you're pointing that out, Jade, because what you've, what you've created with Relay is more than just a, journey for dealing with pornography it it's a journey for dealing with whatever with other people who have either the same the same journey or close enough related that will get along and and lift each other higher because i i love with the mastermind groups i run i think of them as foxhole mentalities um in the sense that you're with a group of people that you're invested in because one, you've ponied up some money to be a part of it and some time yeah. to be a part of it. And it's a pretty big commitment to be a part of them. Um, then I know I've got guys in there that are working to do their job. And if I get wounded, quote unquote, they can help me. But if I refuse to do my job, they can't help me. You know, that's the way I think of accountability. I think too often, maybe this has been your journey to uh, guys in the, in the church, a lot of ways, accountability is often thought of in the way I was brought up in a lot of ways and experienced was, well, I'm a part of this group. You guys help me now. Yep. Yeah. Rather than <laughs> I have to have self accountability. And like Jade, you're talking about a, a courage to say, I need help. I'm lost. I'm broken. I'm struggling. I'm whatever, rather than hoping people will read between the lines yeah, and pick up on it. And even being in a place where other people are there, you know, saying that same thing and giving you a chance, even if you're, you know, feeling just as broken, like you don't have it any more figured out than they do. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things I've learned through Relay that's so powerful is you don't have to be perfect to turn outwards and help support others. And that Mm -hmm. actually helps you on your own change journey. Because I I think when I started caring about not only building relay, but in these interactions, I I mean, even throughout relay, I would have customers reach out to us and, you know, say like, Hey, could you swap me into a different group? Like, you know, I'm for whatever reason, like wanting to just add a second group, or maybe I don't connect as well with these guys or some people left. I would help them out and I would take just a second to text them and, and let them know like, Hey, I'm the original creator of the app. Just wanted to like, you know, let you know how much it means to me that, you know, I was here before and and understand this journey. That's why we're doing this and ask them a few questions about their journey. And I just remember having those interactions. I start to build friendships with people who are using Relay and it was helping me more throughout this process because I was caring about yep. more and more people, even though I was still, you know, figuring things out too. Like You're I really think, connecting. Yeah. Like I think it's, yeah. it's the connection. And even if you don't have something crazy insightful, you know, you don't need to be a trained psychologist to show up for someone and help. No, and that's, that's where you actually get the deeper connection anyway, is when, when you're vulnerable with the struggle and someone else is vulnerable enough to be, to let that struggle just be, 
right? Because yeah. Jay, go back to you guys at the beginning of you guys' story as we're wrapping this up. When he when Chandler unloads, hey, I want to tell you tell you my journey. I want to full disclosure here. Uh, it's very easy to, you know, throw a quick solution at it or be blind, rose colored glasses at, oh, our love will make it through. We'll figure it out <laughs> rather than, okay, wait, how do I create room enough for this real thing? Hmm. And, and yeah. turn, I don't have to turn towards it or run towards it. I just kind of create room. And without feeling it. like I need to change him, mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of my development as a wife too. It's like, you want to fix things. Or help them. But I think the biggest growth that we can do as spouses is to be able to hold space mm-hmm. for the weakness. Um, and that's the scariest growth there is too, too right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jade has been, you know, I think she took a lot of ownership for even like, she wasn't just like, you figure this out, you know, and I'll, I'll give Sometimes you the space to figure I did. it out. Sometimes well, sure. I did and that was helpful. You're, you're still, you're still a human for yeah. sure. It was still mm-hmm. hurtful, but I think at her healthiest and a lot of times she's tried to figure out how do I level up my mindset and the way mm-hmm. that I'm saying things to, so that I can manage my own healing, you know, given that this hurt her and caused need for healing as well as support Chandler and his healing. Right. And cause that's the simultaneous, that's the simultaneous thing. I think I need to get out there at least as we wrap this up is when there's, when there's things that have gone on that are hurtful and destructive in her marriage, what, one of the things a lot of times when, when whenever the wounded or the betrayed or the one that's just now being, you know, just discovering, um, oftentimes they become the focus of the pain and the struggle. And that takes paramount rather than realizing there's pain on both sides. If it's legit, like, wait, this isn't something I want. This isn't something I, I've got to still deal with the grief and the struggle and the pain on my side, too. And that's 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 the simultaneous thing that's really complicated for people to allow because Jade would have been very easy to be like, Yeah, you gotta just figure that out. What what do you and then he's like, Yeah, but I'm really struggling. Why are you even struggling about that? That's just ridiculous. Well, I'm kind of sad about how could you be sad about that? Hey, don't you see what you've done to me? You know, we we get in yeah. these kinds of things that it just was almost protective mode rather than like you mentioned, create space. Save I space think, for us. I think our the, the times that have brought us closest together through challenges. And I feel like we've had a lot <laughs> and it's not always easy. We talk, we, we talk like we know what we're doing, but um, yeah, we've gone through a lot of challenges in the past few years. And the, t- the moments that were the closest and that have brought us together are the times when Chandler tells me how he's hurt and I tell him how I'm hurt and we're just both hurt together. We're both sad together. And it's, we create space for both of us to be able to be having a hard time. And that's good. We don't point our fingers at each other and say, well, you're causing this. That's Um, good. So we've, we've alluded to it. How do people find relay? Yeah. So relay is available in both the app store and play store for iPhone and Android. Um, If you just search relay, improve together should show up. Um, the website is www.joinrelay.app. Um, and then, you know, if anyone wants to reach out personally, like, like I said, I, I really value getting to hear people's individual stories and I'm not too busy uh, for that. So if you want to reach out to me directly, my email is Chandler at joinrelay.app. Perfect. Well, Guys, thank you so much for what you're doing and and how you help people and how you help marriages because it's it's always so needed. And so it's great finding other people doing the same. Oh, thanks so much, thank Corey. You. you too, man.
Well, one of the hopes I've got is that um, throughout shows like ours, resources like Chandler and Jade that have created, Mm -hmm. and then just the countless other groups and ministries that are out there, that it becomes easier and easier for people to realize I have tribes available. Mm -hmm. I just got to take a little grit or emphasis and intention initiative to find it. That's the word I was looking for. Initiative to find them. Yeah. Because they rarely find us. No, no. I, I truly have to be the, um, my own cheerleader here to, to find what it is I need and I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. It's great to have cheerleaders around us that are supporting us and, and help us helping us along the way. But no one's going to care for me like I care for me. And so if I'm not taking care of myself, not respecting myself, not loving myself, right? I'm not going to find that group of people out there. You got to do it. Which is also a great way as we wind down today's show to just a quick little soapbox on the whole idea of accountability. Because what you're describing here on taking the initiative and stepping out to go after what it is I need is also what I think we need to do with accountability, that it's self accountability and self accounting. And then it becomes tribal accounting Hmm. too often. I think we want the easy way of, I go to a group, I tell them I struggle, I ask them to check on me and then they do the heavy lifting of checking on me regularly to keep me honest rather than I need to be forward about this all the way through. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm honest and I tell the mastermind group guys, this, if you do the heavy lifting, I am in. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I will help carry you for a little while. Then I will drop you. I got enough going on in my own world. Right. Cause this is that whole foxhole mentality. Yeah. You can't make someone else do anything right. as an accountability but partner. I, but I think of this yeah. as a foxhole that I'm in with men in the middle of a war that each of us have a zone. We are yeah. charged with covering. covering. Mm-hmm. If I'm truly injured and I can't cover my zone, other guys will step in and help. If I'm just slacking and I can't cover my zone, I'm putting all of them at risk. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's recognizing that's what is required of when men will do the heavy lifting and women will do the heavy lifting for themselves. Groups are better. Marriages are better Mm -hmm. because you speak for what it is you need and what you're looking for, what your fears are, what your concerns are, and you're doing work accordingly rather than I got a problem with this. And then you just, now it's up to you to fix it. Mm -hmm. There's a whole different thing. And so, we got to flip that on its head to realize self-accountability is a huge component of this. Mm-hmm. And that's what the, th- the theme of this has been, that we got group with us, groups with us, but take the time and invest in your own life and theirs. Mm-hmm. And in that order, everything gets a whole lot better. Yeah. Well, if we left something undone, let us know. 214-702-9565. Transcripts are available on the show's pages at in each of the show notes. Also, uh, advertisers deals and discounts are available on each of the show's pages. Go to uh, passionatelymarried.net, whatever the episode is, uh, you can find the discount code. So please so consider supporting those who support the show. Well, however you're taking a little bit of time out to spend it with us, thank you. And we want to be in the foxhole with you. Mm-hmm. So let us know how we can, and we'll see you next time.